Oh, welcome to the War Gamer. I'm your host, Rob. Welcome to, I don't know, Stream Street three and a half billion. I'm joined by the gorgeous Sam Morgan. Hey, Sam. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. Uh, famous from the internet at this point. How are you? How's things? Good, mate. Doing really well. Yeah. Fame yeah. is um, fame is certainly a stretch, but um, yeah, going going quite well. Just uh, God, very is it infamy. Is that what it is? Oh, pe- peasant for me. You know, like there's there's some peasants <laughs> that are interested, and that's about it. So, hey, I'm really excited to have you on the show today. Uh, Sam's a huge Death Stan. Like he loves mm-hmm. loves it all day. Um, especially with the Cloak of Mist and Shadows, which he's been on the show talking about before, is now just in a book forever. Um, but we'll, like, so Sam's just gonna just we're gonna talk about everything Age of Sigma, the Grave Lords, whatever he wants. Really, I like I, I I plan to just mainly listen for an hour and ask a few pointed questions. But um, I'll chip in. I got some I got some thoughts. I've been thinking since yesterday. I've got some ideas. I just want to say uh, hello to everyone in the chat. Thanks for joining us live. Uh, Get hooked, Job PLC, Grim Dan, Man Dollies, Warlord Whale, Hot Sauce Teddy. Uh, thanks to everyone for tuning in. Thanks to all the YouTube thugs. Uh, super nice. Loads of YouTube comments recently. Um, not just noops. So uh, who's the original thug? Uh, and thanks to all the podcast Hydro Humies. Humies? Humies. Homies. Uh, you're all great. Uh, Sam, catch us up before we start talking Age Sigma. How you been? What's been going on? Good, mate. Good. I um, I took a bit of a sabbatical from work. We've we've talked about it on the show before, and that that's all wrapped up now. So I'm back in the back in the office and in the thicker things there so not getting as much hammering as as i would like uh, but but still certainly getting off to club every week and did an event last weekend so i can't i can't complain i think um i've ticked over i'm in three figures so i think there's there's very few people globally that can say they've played 100 games of age of sigmar on the table this calendar year um, i would say I'm, almost none yeah. I'm I'm gunning for the 200. I've never done 200. The best I did, I did like 185 in the last year of eighth because I have a book. I write down all my like every game. I write notes and whatever. That's part of part of the hobby for me is the ritual around bookkeeping. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm gunning for the 200 this year. That would just be amazing. Can I ask what like what 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 notes do you take? Like like what is it like? Is it is it just like the scores or do you like things you think you learned? Like what goes into the notes? Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, for instance, I played my friend John this week and I was playing Mixed Order just for a bit of a change and I was running Marathi and a Lawseeker together. Um, awesome combination. Lawseekers, uh, I, I think Stonks is is definitely on the, the cards for the Lawseeker. Um, and I was playing against his army, which was Feck, uh, and it's Scorched Earth and I'm protecting my home objectives. Um, and I, he's ballistic in and I forgot to screen for the teleport. So he teleports two horrors over where I've got one Arcanaut touching the objective. Um, and I just sort of wrote a note about like remembering in-game teleports and double moves and that sort of stuff, um, of which he had both because he had the um, nuclear Vargulf and the teleport. Um, and I protected against one but not the other. So I just sort of scribbled a little note there to say, you know, screen back objectives better. And I just sort of did a little diagram um, so I won't remember that specific game, right? Yeah. Next time I'm playing, um, next time I'm playing, what's it called? Um, folk, what is it? The one where you burn the objectives with uh, a lady and get plus one. Scorcher, thank you. Next time I'm playing Scorcher, but hopefully like my muscle memory will just mean that I scream better. Do you know what I mean? Like just yeah, yeah. That, that sort of just anecdotal stuff. And sometimes like I played my friend Coots on the weekend, smashed him, just wrote peasant. One word. Easy to remember. <laughs> That's not true. It's a really tight game, actually. It was good fun. It's so good, actually. I played Coots, right? We finished the game in an hour, and this play, this this tournament had a ninety minute lunch break, so that meant we had like three and a half hours before our next round. So we just ran and found a pancake restaurant in that town and nice. went for a big meal. It was beautiful. It was really good fun. <laughs> Fucking mid. That's one of the things I'm most excited about here at the arena because we're like right in the city center, and there are like there's like a pub. There's um uh, like with really good food like they do these arancini like balls and stuff with rice it's yep. really really nice uh, then there's like a um oh god uh, chuck a little uh, bit of pecorino in there not just mozzarella put a tiny little bit of pecorino gives the arancini a bite I'll tell them I'll tell them I'll say <laughs> hey when you're back there warming up this thing you clearly got from wherever 
do that Dick thing. Frozen. <laughs> no, it's actually really nice. There's a, there's a, oh, what is it? A craft beer place over there. There's a cafe and some other stuff. So I'm just really excited for people to be like, I've got three and a half hours. I was like, well, boys, you're going to eat like kinks. Yeah, like get out there, go have some fun. That's 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 good. The um, I listen to the tunneling episode. If they're in, if they're in your neck of the woods, there's just tunnels everywhere, right? <laughs> Everywhere. The whole city is built on tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> Grimdan, Rob, I'm based in uh, Knotts. Uh, where is it in town? If you know, um, uh, oh God, the creative quarter where Blend and the coffee shop is. This is so sorry. Uh, I should know the street name, but f- completely forgotten the <laughs> where it is. So at the bottom of Hockley near Subway mm-hmm. is where it is, if that helps. That, that, that's literally people in other countries like, fuck off, Rob. This is unhelpful. <laughs> um, the, on, the thing on note-taking before we... Um, before we move away from it is i actually think that that's really really valuable like when i was playing lots of games that was one of the things that i did as well something i plan on doing again in the future and i think you're right like taking those little notes for yourself people are always asked like what can i do you can just reflect on a game like there's there's lots it's not a pr- like i think a game is something you don't you don't go through the process of it's something you constantly analyze and re-review and go back and like and i think one of the best bits is ask yourself what you would have done different with your units mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. how can i make my list better because that's not because we, we we're kind of like semi-trained i think yeah. and maybe it's come yep. from purchasing and maybe it's come from like games workshop itself maybe it's just come from like the the community that we're, we're semi-trained to think oh this isn't good like it didn't work so therefore it's not good and it's like well were you using it well yeah is the yep. question yeah. i think we rare we rarely ask ourselves so, you know, Gladwell talks about deliberate practice and he talks about like system mastery. So he says that 10,000 hours is what it takes to, to, mm-hmm. to gain system mastery. But then people think that that's just reps and it's not about reps. It's about deliberate practice. So it's about going in there and having like an objective uh, and then trying to achieve that objective. And then when you fail, reflecting and having like this growth mindset of what could I have done better? And I think with games of Warhammer, if you talk to someone 15 minutes after they've lost a game of Warhammer, they'll talk to you about the priority role. They'll talk to you about the long charge their opponent made. And probably if you'd speak to them two or three days later, they'll say, oh yeah, I I deployed poorly. Um, I was too aggressive with this unit. I didn't protect my rear objectives well. Do you know what I mean? And that opportunity to reflect on it is actually when you're able to glean some insights that are actually useful for future games. Rob, my washing machine's going bonkers. I'll be back in one sec. Yeah, man. Let's just deal with it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep telling everyone where we're based. Uh, yeah, Grim Dan, it's in Hockley uh, is where the TSN Arena is. Um, so I'm not sure, like, I'm not sure if you've been before or we met. Have we met? Um, but big shout to you. I, uh, I like thinking after a tournament games to think where I could have gone better, says Mandolis. Although it's occasionally hard when you get max points. Wow. All right, Mandolis. Big flex there. It's a big flex. He's like, it's hard to reflect when you're always winning. That's a Win more. In the like... Day. Make the margin of victory larger, mm-hmm. if that's what you, if that's what your thing is. Like, yeah, yeah, agreed. Uh, also, uh, he was joking, I think, because you, you know he's great. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, how the internet works now, Rob. Just be antagonistic to everyone. <laughs> you're getting it. Well, I only, I don't do that anymore. I only tweet to save lives. That's all mm-hmm. I do. I tweet to save humanity. I, I tweet to save lives. Um, uh, hello to Plymouth Troll says in the chat. Also, uh, big shout. Sorry again. Hope the new job's going well. Um, I have some questions about your tournament pack. What's the best way to get answers? Uh, have you read? Right away. Let's let's do it now. Let's do it now. I love your yeah. pack. Yeah. What's the what's the I don't which pack the the eight, I don't I think he means the forty k pack, but I'm gonna have to get him to read it at some point. Uh, no, we're we're talking to Sam. That's what we're doing. So I'll I'll message me about it later and we'll sort it out. So Sam, Grave Lords, uh, and generally Age of Sigma, but we'll start with Grave Lords. Obviously, uh, you've been through all the stuff now. Like, talk to me. Start. Yep. Let's start high level and then let's go deeper. How are you feeling about it at high level? Okay. So I've been running zombies for some time uh, and they on the surface seem to be the, the biggest winners from the book. Um, so that's, that's an interesting starting point. Not dissimilar to Marauders um, where the, the unit in the book, which, which probably should be like chaff or, or probably should be, you know, um, a volume unit, a unit where you take lots of models to derive benefit, is is a, just seemingly the best unit. So that's interest, an interesting starting point, and perhaps speaks to a deeper design design issue at the studio. Um, mm. Manfred looks amazing, and I think Prince Vordry looks amazing. So those are the three units for me that are the clear standouts. Yeah. Um, I think 
the uh, as much as I want them to be good, the wolf sub faction is pretty lackluster. Oh um, really? I I, yeah. I got different I got different vibes on that, but we'll talk about we'll, as to why. Let's yeah, let's bullock or whatever it is you UK guys say. Um. <laughs> <laughs> can I ask can I ask a question? Like, oh no, you finish your high level, and I want to ask yep. a question um, about something so, you said. Yeah, so I think they're they're probably underwhelming. Um, it's disappointing what they've done to Nagash. I think you know he could easily be a hundred points cheaper, um, and not be like they've done some weird faction locking stuff with him that I don't like. Um, like a targeted nerf to death, so he doesn't get the keywords unless he's in the army, which is really yeah. annoying. Um, I mean, I hadn't, I didn't have any grand plans to run the gash in a mixed army, but it's just annoying. Um, and then, yeah, probably um, the the knight stuff just seems underwhelming, doesn't it? Like both the the blood knights and the black knights. So I'd, I'd like to see. I'm sure there are some lists oriented around those two units but at the moment they just seem a little underwhelming to me yeah I, I, let's I, I, let me ask a couple of questions um two we'll start with like the one related to what you're talking about right now is some of the mm, criticism i've seen of the book we'll start there is mm-hmm. that it isn't like so there are, i think currently there are three places there are there's slanesh there's mm-hmm. seraphon's inch yeah and then mm-hmm. there's where this book is at which is mm-hmm. and like the 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 middle like it's it's i think it's well put together i think the abilities and buffs are f- like they're like resource poor in a lot of ways so you've got to be really cautious there's some key there's some key dice changes like like van hell's going off is like a key thing so like mm-hmm. that not happening or happening is huge to the swing of the game uh, you don't generate lots of cp so there, there's some problems there as well uh, but you do have like a variety of units outside of it, like outside of shooting so you've got a lot of units for a lot of different roles which i think is nice so the book itself has a lot of like viability for the different stuff you want to take even if you want to go like a mixed arms and just like i've got a unit of blood knights i've got two units of zombies i've got some wolves like you can you know i've got vordrite you you've got like a nice kit inside the book and I don't think it's a terrible book by any stretch of the imagination. I think maybe it's not got as much flavor as something like Seraphon maybe has, because that's just got lots of stuff that they can do to each other as well. Um, that's probably a, a poor example, but a Daughters of Cain would be another one. There's a lot of stuff that you can do around in the Daughters of Cain, like, and they've got lots of things. But how do you feel about the... Do you think that the underwhelming nature of some aspects of the book is because it wasn't pitched at Daughters of Cain and Seraphon? Because I see it as a positive over over a Sanesh book. So, like, what, like, do you know what I'm asking? Do you think? Yeah, that's... as an as an ecosystem, you want as few books as possible that are Seraphon tier. Like that, yeah. they they detract from the game holistically. They make the the whole game worse. The fact that they're so strong, um, and you want no Sylvaneth or Slanesh books because ostensibly, like those people are just not winning events. That's not that's not going to happen. Um, you can you, you can love that faction, right? And I think this is more true of Slanesh than Sylvaneth. And you can try and mount some argument that there's something hidden in the book. There's not. You're lying to yourself. Like it's a it's a self deception, right? You're like a little kid playing with a doll. You know the doll's not real. But you're still talking to it as if it is. This is that's how Slanesh players are right now, and it's a little bit worrying. Like I'm, I'm personally troubled for them. Um, but yeah, I think where they've hit here in terms of a, a power level pitch, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with it. I mean, it's, it's not Cities of Sigma. It's probably just a touch below that, but it's still got heaps of internal flexibility. I think it's still going to be able to pivot if the meta changes. There's still definitely spam lists as well where you can do dumb stuff. And I know people like doing that. I, I like getting a trick off. Do you know what I mean? If yeah. I've spent 1,500 points, four characters and three units to do this thing once every second game, bellissimo. And when it when it works, you auto win. I love that. Like that that to me is really nice. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. Like I, I like the first thing that jumped out to me, I was like, oh wait, I can release, I can, uh, with the Coven Thrones, I was like, I can do loads of mortal wounds in AOA. Hold on, I can do it twice. Hold on, mm-hmm. I can do it every. I can do it twice one turn, but every round. Every, wait, there are only two hundred points. I was like, get me four, get me them now. Like, like that's where I went with it. But no, I, I, well, you, I think you were saying well, in the group chat, how can I make Treeman hold Coven Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> like a real old, a real old deep, deep cut. Yeah, thanks. How can I kit bash those together? Put it as a throne. Uh, <laughs> thanks. I really appreciate that. Yeah. The um, so I think that was the first thing I wanted to say. When you do look at a top level. I think some of the criticism that people look at, because some of the units like Black Knights maybe just don't work at all. Um, and I'd like to touch on the next one because I kind of threw Felbat straight in the trash. 
like uh, on their war scroll and then and then one of the reasons it is because uh, and i see this a lot and and you said it a moment ago you talked about the word chaff and someone on twitter kind of responded with they make great chaff and i was like like aether wings i'm like well aether wings are inherently different because aether wings actually can charge block so they're not chaff they're incredible you would pay mm-hmm. probably more points for what aether wings can do in most armies like if i could say hey you can have a move blocking unit in your army for 200 points you'd be like yes i'll have that that's great so um one of the things that came up in the 40k show uh, once was me and tom got into a big long kind of debate slash row about like what the word chaff meant and i was like mm-hmm. oh, it's like a small cheap throwaway unit and he's like no it's not it's whatever is you don't care about losing at the time he's right yeah to, he's yeah, 100% yeah, yeah. right so it's trades and it's like if trading a thousand point model wins me this game by being one more objective point have it go kill the thousand point model like i, yeah, I agree it, with it it's, more, it's then currently chaff yep. right so like so what's weird is like with the fellback conversation is i just wanted to kind of put that in there because with the fellback bits is like you can't really design your trash throwaway unit i mean you can it's your trading unit and like and some of them are very very good but you know mm-hmm. like, i think i'd probably pay a little bit more points just to have um uh I don't know, a unit of zombies be my my trading unit but anyway i still think there's some play there Okay, so big so winners. About seventy-five points. So I'm just and then they've got the they've got activate and retreat. They've got nine nine wounds on a six up. No, it's slightly worse. Retreat and charge. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It's not activate yes. and retreat would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> so they have talking... that. They, what's the slave darkness unit that has it? Um, Furies. Furies, and you never yeah. see them. Mm-hmm. Like you never see them anyway. So, yeah, like, I just wanted to bring up that point about chaff. So are they on 50 actually... mil bases, do you reckon? Who, the Felbats? Yeah, three of them. So just say it's 50 mils, movement 14, fly. I, I can see them having a role. They're, they're certainly not a, a unit you would build a list around. No, I wouldn't and even throw somewhere... it. <laughs> somewhere in the world, Stuart's like, challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> 900 bats. <laughs> so um, talk to me about the stuff that you really liked and why you really liked it. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I think the for now, um, let, let's assume that stacking is going away. For now, I think the, the buff stacking is insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are ways that you can, um, you know, get it quite easily get to, to plus three to hit and wound and um, generate additional attacks and all that that sort of stuff. Fight twice. All, all of that is is obviously really strong. Um, I like the characters. I think the idea of this, um, you know, vampiric aristocracy, um, with a, a small shambling horde around it, I'm sort of coming around to. So I've already got Manfred. Um, I got a Vordry painted today. Um, so oh, nice. I, I want to run those two just as a, a starting pair. Um, I've actually, I've got an event coming up in Sydney that's doing anvils and you can do an anvil soul blight character that does 180 damage a turn. So I'm going to just like fun. I'm going to run, I think those three. So cloak of mist and shadows, vampire Lord does 180 damage Vordry and Manfred. That's the, the combo that I'm going to tease out there. That'll be a mix. So not, not relevant for this conversation, but I think, yeah, the, the characters, um, the characters, the 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 just sort of battle line unit seem seem to be what the army will generally be built around. Yeah, so I, I want to ask you a question about because um, you've used this a lot. So like you cloak mist and shadow. So you've already used that. So just for everyone, just to be clear, Manfred has an ability that at the start of the combat phase, instead of engaging in the fight, he can teleport mm-hmm. away. Basically, mm-hmm. that's all. That was already an ability that was on an artifact that you could take in mixed death wasn't taken much and you guys as players may not have experienced playing against it or even with it sam you've used it a lot though can you talk to me about your experiences and how you might use it well oh it's incredible so if they don't have a way to fight at the start of the phase it means they cannot hurt you in the combat phase so defensively you can do things where you you push very aggressively if they charge in you just teleport away and that there's nothing that they can do there's no counterplay to that um, if they do have stuff that happens at the start of the phase and you need to work out sort of turn sequencing, so in your turn you're still doing your teleport ahead of time, uh, and where it comes into its own is on a, a mission like Places of Arcane Power, uh, where uh, you go in your turn, right? So Manfred has to finish his move nine away. In your turn, you charge into their front line. Then at the start of your um, combat phase, you teleport Manfred away. Then when it's time for you to activate, you teleport him onto one of those objectives. When it's time for him to activate, he can then pile in 
because he's made a charge that turn. So that counts as his move, and then that triggers scoring. So that that leads to a whole heap of feel-bads for your opponent. There have been times like, um, for instance, Knife to the Heart, where I've skipped over the top and done a 13-inch teleport with a Terrorgeist. It's just wow. like 18-inch, sorry, 18-inch teleport with a Terrorgeist, 18.1 inches. And it's just like you can do stuff like that. Or I was playing against um, Marathi charged into a unit of zombies, and this was on the central objective for focal points. So he thinks, oh, Big Marathi's going to kill the zombies, and then I'm going to score um, two for holding the center, one for a monster. Here we go. He charges in. At the start of the combat phase, I teleport. It was a Guardian of Souls, but I teleport a Guardian of Souls, so it's touching the objective. Even if he kills all ten of the zombies, he can't score. Amazing. Just like so good. So really good. good. And the, the six inch pie plates, right, are 12 inches across because it's yeah. obviously six inches around. So even with Manfred and his nine, more often than not, you're going to be able to teleport him into a scoring position. And with him having a 12 inch bubble of plus one to hit and wound, there's a whole heap of stuff that you can do there um, where, where you're able to add support where it didn't necessarily seem like it. And your opponent then starts to, to make counter plays. But they're they're doing so um, with the absence of certainty because you you can go wherever you want. Do you know what? And that's just beautiful. It's just yeah, I, I really really love that tech. One of the things that I think is interesting about Manfred's War Scroll is because that wasn't the thing I was excited about. Like and 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 actually hadn't really realised. Obviously, you do the charge, you teleport away, but you've done a charge, so of course you can still make a three inch pile in. Like that's cool. So really, you can end up six inches away from something, mm-hmm. which is kind of. That's some that's some hot goss there in some situations. I guess one of the things that I really like though on his war scroll is his his blade. Like so, when you kill something, oh you yeah, that, you create that aura around you, and I I like that utility that you have both options in some situations. Mm-hmm. I think that's really nice, um, and that was the thing that I was generally attracted to because I wanted to kind of stack those combos uh, to make something really positive. So yeah, I think I think Manfred is is really good, and Vordry like slaps so hard. Yeah, so hard. Like, like you can build him. They pair strong. really nicely. They pair really nicely as well because Vordry, obviously, his command ability is in the hero phase. So if you want, you can, Manfred's pretty durable. Like he, he ignores the first wound every phase. Has a good save. Has a lot of wounds. Um, you can go in and you can fight things, and maybe you just don't kill them. And then you use that Vordry command ability so that he fights. He fights in the hero phase there. And um, I think, like the adding an additional rend and adding additional damage to Vordry's lance should make him terrifying to anything that's not ethereal. Like, rend three, damage four is insane. Um, that, that's, and then if he's that, in, that's, I think if he's in Crimson Keep, right, or Blood Knights, then it's it's an additional pip of damage. Like, because yeah, yeah. if someone activates that ability, it's damage five, so 20 damage just off the lance. Yeah, well, again, with Anvils, he's going to be getting plus one rend at that event as well. So that's the... <laughs> in Anvils, it costs 60 points for a wizard, plus one to cast an unbind, rend one spell. Yeah, so good. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. The right, so what else, what else do you like from the book? What else, like, like, let's go into some detail on some of the other bits you like. I like... Um... I like the reroll spells. I think that the the magic itself isn't that um, it's like it's not that impressive, is it? The, there's nothing there that's massively standing out, but the ability to reroll cast is really powerful. Um, and yeah, I think that 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 particular bloodline is is all right. Um, I really like var. What are they called? Um, Vargeists. Yeah, yeah. I think Vargeists are cool. They're they're, they're cheap and they they have an innate deep strike. Um, and yeah, I just like the idea of an army that's just got heaps of moving parts. Um, they can do a lot of damage as well because they're threes and threes, uh, rem one damage two. So if you get them to twos and twos, which is super easy in this book, I think, um, yeah, I think they could be a really interesting unit, which is previously, I think they were just awful. So do you know what I mean? Like anything that is made playable is a, that's a, that's a bonus, right? Yeah. Getting the, getting the buff so that instead of like on a six after combat, they get to strike with one attack again. And now yeah, it's exploding. It yeah. Like whatever. Yeah. But it's exploding sixes i think that that is genuinely viable and and quite exciting um and the, the damage too with rend as well because actually that's what one of the questions i wanted to ask you I, I guess probably should leave it to the end but i'll throw it in now while i remember is obviously you can build you can build pretty good armor save army out of this army if you wanted to like yeah absolutely. dry arcan all three ups um uh, you obviously got blood knights as well and then with changes to like plus one save um coming in from different places mystic shield yep yeah, yeah. So then you're potentially going to get like a, bo- a lot of two up saves to fight against. How do you feel about 
how do you feel about like the the general armor value because that's one of the things i noticed about this army i was like actually there's not a lot of rend there's rend one in quite a few places and for dry and manfred they've got oh well, i don't think manfred's got anything above rend one actually um i i don't think so but maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe but, uh, his horse is rent two maybe yeah maybe but uh, no i think it's rend one damage two but the the, the yeah, rent two of, baby Oh, okay. There we go. The even got it. Wars. Good on him. Go on. <laughs> uh, so, how do you feel about the the high armor value in this particular book? And then, obviously, we've had some previews on Stormcast as well. This is kind of an end conversation because we're still talking about the book. But I think that's one of the positives of the book is that you can make something pretty armor. Like you can make a lot of armored units, right? I think we see design cycles with Sigma, and you know, there's the activation wars. Um, and then all of a sudden there's the stockpile in wars and now <laughs> yeah. we might be moving into a phase where um, there's this prevalence of two plus, three plus armor saves um, and that they'll, they'll create this paradigm where it's like, do you have mortal wounds or do you have readily have access to rent to and above? And if you don't, you, you could just find yourself coming, like coming up against an opposing army and not being able to punch through it. Um, so I think overall, you know, if it's managed properly, it's fine. Um, but there, there, there is a few interesting little signposts in this book, isn't there, um, around, you know, being able to take multiple generals and the stuff for, for saves that mm. suggests that there's going to be changes in that space, which is, which is really fascinating. Um, I think to, like a, a two plus can be a bit infuriating. Like, you know what I mean? Like fighting against the two plus can just, can just feel like you're wasting dice. And if you're ghouls and you do 300 attacks and none of them have rend and your opponent has a two up savory roll ones at the moment, um, that's just going to be a whole lot of wasted time. It's a lot of wasted time. I think actually, like I, I'm not super pro it. Um, <laughs> those two up armor saves, like I can kind of understand what they're trying to achieve in some ways, I guess in that they're like, you know they want to make our units more tanky but ultimately like it's going to be really rough on the units that that don't have any rend at all um mm -hmm. uh yeah i don't i don't think it's overly healthy for the game but it's it's definitely coming so i mean did you see um nephi scroll today as well that she yeah so she gives the good type the um Ideneth version of ethereal where you you retain your bonuses but you don't there's no there's no negatives so you can go Nagash on a two plus save, Vordro on a two plus save, whomever it is on a two plus save, and then cannot be cannot be subjected to Ren. So that's you know that that's potentially crazy strong. Yeah, it's it's wild. It, like yeah, like uh, and Hermanista makes a good point in the chat. It's weird because in forty k a two plus is fine, but there's so many unit, there's so many uh, weapons that have like Ren three, Ren four. And I don't mm -hmm. think that's healthy for the game as well, because then really it's what's the best invulnerable save I can then get, so which is why you will see Storm Shield Terminators all the time with three up invuns, because they're like, lol, I'm basically back to a three <laughs> up unrendable. Like, I'm back to a three up unrendable save. Like, so the whole kind of like AP armor save issue just isn't an issue anymore. And then they start again on invuns. So yeah, I think it's, it's going to be an issue because the book itself, wholesale, generally lacks rend. And it generally lacks mortal wounds anyway. Like it's it's a good armor book, um, but talking about like the whole book as is. But mm -hmm. outside of a couple of big characters, it generally lacks rend, and it generally lacks mortal wound output as well. Uh, like like it, it doesn't really have much, uh, ignoring zombies. But you can't really. Well, the the thing with zombies, right? So I actually think they're a good unit, but maybe not for the reasons that that people are saying. Like. They just die. I've played zombies quite a lot. They just that they, they just die. So <laughs> that they, they give you bodies, um, and they're a really good screen, and that they're a really good chaff. But I don't I don't see them getting in. Even with forties, I don't see them getting into the combats you want them to get into. Um, so I know their threat range is sixteen inches, and I know there's probably other things you can do in the book um, and in the game just generally to to get them where you want them to be. But the the changes to healing are really significant for them. So I was typically bringing back like. 20 zombies a turn across multiple units and, and still finding that, the, that, that they didn't have particularly good attrition. So I'd be really interested to see on the table how some of these combos work where you've got a necromancer, 40 zombies, a, a vampire, whomever to buff them up. And, and ultimately you're spending five or 600 points on the package, wh whether it actually is able to even get into combats that you wanted to. Um, so I just think if I was, if I was playing them, I would feed them a 50 or 60 point unit if I had, had it do you know what i mean 
or yeah. I would kill the support pieces, which, which would then, you know, um, dramatically reduce the damage they're doing. I, I think they're a really good unit. I just don't think they're a good unit for the reason the salt mines on the internet are saying. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, <laughs> if we stick on zombies for a moment, because I, I agree mm-hmm. with most of your points, like, um, like in theory, you can do a lot of stuff with them. But what's nice is you don't have to do anything with them. They're cheap. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Like yep. you don't. You don't have to. You can just be like, cool. I'm going to take three bricks of forty zombies. Like they're not going to take you loads to chew through, but they're going to take a lot mm-hmm. of board space. And you're not. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lose a lot of points. And then I can hit you with my big hits. And I guess yep. the uh, the the kind of question I asked myself yesterday, reading through it, is where are the big hits? Like I don't know. We talked about Vordry and Manfred. Do you see any? Do you see where do you see the output coming from the army? Like where do you no, see the? I don't. You, I don't. You I, don't see the I, output. I, no, I, I, I think it's going to play. Um, it's going to play like vampire counts have always played, and it's going to have body supremacy, um, and it's going to have punch in in really specific areas. But I, yeah, I look. I'm happy to be proven wrong, but I don't see it tabling people. It's it's certainly not Seraphon or Zench that can get to the end of turn two and there's no models on the table. Um, because if you think about it, right, the the stuff that fights is um, is doing like high quality but low volume attacks, it, yeah. and and that just means you can choose pieces in their army to remove, uh, but you're not gonna you're not gonna get the lot. That that's my that's my initial take. I've got a I've got a game lined up um, in a couple of days, so I'll I'll get them on the table and see. But um, at the moment, I think you I think you're gonna win lots of games probably um, by just out-positioning and out-bodying your opponent. Yeah, I think the, the the scariest thing I saw outside of maybe Vordry was some Blood Knights, they charge, <laughs> and then someone activates that command trait like so that it's it's damage three on the charge. So that's 15 of them with damage three, which is really good, but it's still only rend one. like, yeah. And it's threes and threes. It's really good. You can give them an extra attack. I think you can... Uh, I think you can give them plus one to hit as well. So you you could end up like twos, threes. You might even be twos, twos, like with mm-hmm. fifteen attacks on out of a two hundred point unit. Where you're like, yeah, okay, like that's that's pretty good. Like that's that's not bad at all. But it's you're spending a lot of points and, and creating a lot of stuff to to make that. I quite liked um, Graveguard, like a brick of thirty Graveguard. Yeah, they're like, which is I like them yeah, as well. Expensive though, like and again slow. So, like, if you're going to engage with someone, I wanted to ask you about the the speed of the book. So, n- no damage, I don't think, other than if you maybe build something gimmicky, like all my Coven Thrones. I like. What do you think about the? Um, uh, yeah, what do you think about the the? Oh God, the speed of the book. Because I I talk about Zinch a lot uh, when mm-hmm. I talk like when I do competitive analysis, and I talk about his mid range play. If you aren't running like an Archeon that you just long bomb at someone, it's basically yeah, like sure. an eighteen inch threat range army. Like yep. pretty much, um, yep. and and some of the, some other, I'm trying to think of other armies that play like that as well. Like um, Skaven, Skaven play very yep. similar as well. Yep. They 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 have to they can't one turn you. They've got nothing. They can't flood you turn one. So they have mm-hmm. to play into the mid board. How do you feel about this? The speed on this as an army. Like, do you think it's quick? Do you think you can do some stuff to move around or like? Well, I mean, there are, there's a legion where you can deep strike the the whole army. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's obviously um, the ability to to bring models back via the gravesite mechanic, so you can get around the board that way. But but overall, no, it's not a fast army, uh, and it's lost out significantly. It's lost out significantly by um, removing the nighthorn element. So um, a unit like Chain Rasp as your generic battle line previously were both movement six, but also more importantly, fly. So they're able to, to get around and cover the board really well. Uh, and you used to have hidden movement that's now gone because what you would do is you'd use multiple grave sites and multiple characters to return slain models to units. And then that would project you forward. So um, if I talk about my own army, like running a unit of 20 blade geists, right? I want you to kill seven or eight of them because I add those back to the unit and I string them forward and all of a sudden the coverage that I've got is 15 inches greater and I'm able to get to combats and get to objectives. Well, you can only use the healing once now. So the most models you're going to be able to bring back is your sort of four for Nagash or um, D3 for the other guys and and that's, it's just not giving you that same board coverage. So you've lost that really important element of play. Um, and then you've you've also you've also lost the the fly on your your battle line and the fly on your grim gas reapers. Uh, I know you can still take them as allies, but it's a different list construction. Um, 
And then obviously there's a couple of units that are fast, but those units were there before and weren't seen. So I can't, you know, I can't comment on, on how much that they sort of add to the maneuverability of the list. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, that's one of the questions, actually. Like, how do you feel about how do you feel about the, the changes? And I think it's fair to say nerfs to generally healing gravesides. Awful. And the ho- Okay, talk to me about it. Oh, like. <laughs> I said, um, I had a look at the Soul Blight's Facebook. Oh my god! Oh Jesus! How These is people it? need to. They just need to take a deep breath and have like a, a cleansing <laughs> sauna or a spa or go and get a massage, paint your nails, whatever it is that gets you going. Go um, they need to. Yeah. yeah, exactly, man. Take a take a deep breath. They're losing it because of that, and I think that's probably a reasonable criticism. Um, the list that the, the army previously was a, a an army that you know revolved around attrition and returning units and of course a single command point to return a full unit was a, a, a just a ridiculous economy like it just was far 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 too efficient and you can still do it if, if people let you run legion of grief legion of grief for the new book is interesting um but yeah i'm really disappointed that they've gotten rid of that mechanic i like that the necro could heal two units within six and the the um, vampire could heal three units within 12 and you could do some calculations with that and you could play around it it just opened up a lot of um, strategic choices in game um, and it made your opponent make decisions so for instance there would be no point in shooting into a unit of 30 grave guard if you didn't think you could kill a significant number of them because all they were going to do is be returned and be placed where your opponent sort of wanted or where you, where you sort of wanted. So I'm, I'm frustrated and disappointed by that change, but it's not the end of the world. It doesn't, it doesn't affect the, the army's overall viability. Like it doesn't drop it down to Slanesh level or anything like that. Yeah. So like, how do you feel about the book again? Like this is a bit of a top level question, but, uh, mm-hmm. but like, cause I think we, you and me could talk for hours about it, but like, I, again, another question for me, like, cause I know you're a mechanics nerd like me. How do you feel about it, like, the way it's put together? Like, I know you, like, you're a big, like, like old school Warhammer Fantasy fan, right? Like, Long Live Araby. But the, 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 the kind of, like, the Vampire Counts element, like, I get it. Like, zombies are important. Skeletons maybe are important. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't really think that they're very viable personally, but like, I know some people think that they are. Like, the, I get that there should be some shambling hordes in front of the vampires, but do you mm-hmm. think that really works? Like, do you think, no. like... Yeah, do you think no. it's because it doesn't? Because there's no like, because that's one of the things I said at the top of the show yesterday is I would feel there should be lots of necromantic power, mm-hmm. and it's really not that at all, which is mm-hmm. weird. Like, it's quite plain from like a, a magic level, like, because they don't have a lot of magic dominance, I would say. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I play Vampire Counts in sixth edition Warhammer Fantasy still. Um, and, you know, they've got Lamians and Necrarchs and Blood Dragons, Strigoi, Von Karsteins. Um, and they, they're all um, really thematic. And mm. you you get this real sense of if you're playing a Necrarch army that you've got this magic supremacy and there's like a way to get level five wizards, which is unique. We're now talking about a system from 20 years ago. So this is really relevant for everyone. Um, <laughs> It does relate though, yeah. because but if you because, play like, if you play Necrarts, it feels like you're playing a magically dominant vampire army, but the trade-off is fragility. Do you know what I mean? And and if you're playing Blood Dragons, you lose some of that magic ascendancy, but it's clear that you're superior in combat. And I don't really get that same sense from this book. I still love like I to put my hand on my heart and say like I'm a fanboy. I love this army. I love this book. Like. That they probably could have delivered something that was worse, and I would still love it. And that's a that's just an internal bias. <laughs> but um, I, I do feel like I, I do I do feel like it's sort of it, there's a disconnect for me between the lore and what I want a vampire army to do, and then the way that this army works in practice. The disconnect is not as significant as the um, giants that hide from you so that they can tippy toe on an objective, but it's still there. And I, I, I agree that, the, that it could be resolved through having um, a necromancy as like a real dark art. So maybe there are some consequences to using necromancy, you know, like it could hurt the necromancer or whatever, or killing the necromancer or the vampire could have an adverse effect to the whole army. Um, there's a heap of mechanics that I think might have been a bit more thematic and also lifted the power level marginally that I would have loved to see. But notwithstanding all of that, I still love the book. So I'm not not, not particularly helpful fence sitter there, I think. Well, no, no, I, I, it's fine. I don't, I, I'm, I'm not, I just want to hear your feelings on it because actually, because yeah. all I'm I so have is feelings. You have so many feelings. <laughs> all I have is to say, right. Uh, Alex H, thank you, by the way, for subscribing via Prime. It's very much appreciated. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. 
Um, the one because one of the things that stood out to me because I think some of it's just really good. Like, and I'm fine with it. Like, I like Coven Thrones. I'm I, I'm just in love with Coven Thrones. I'm just I'm just going to talk about it forever. But the um the the two that really weirded me out were the Rat King and the Mirror Lady. They were just the most nothing War Scrolls. I think I might have ever read. Like they were like what? Like do you know the two characters I mean? I was you like what? Rat King, Twelve Rat Kings on the board in the last turn. So it's an aggregator. So someone like me that loves maths, I was like, oh, so you kill it, and then you get two, and then the next turn you get three, then you get six. Now you got twelve. Amazing. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> That's me. Like I, I just like the the idea of that. Now pulling it off is a different thing, but yeah, having twelve Rat Kings running around would be very funny. Yeah, because uh, yeah, but they don't do anything. I was like, why are they here? Not wizards. They're not like, I was like, like uh, anyway. Also, give them a rat swarm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, have <laughs> like have something thematic about it. Um, yeah. Like I'll, have a command take... ability that affects, uh, like have a command ability that affects only bat swarms. Like still, like it doesn't the make them any better. Yeah, yeah, something. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. Um, I, I track down from scalpers. I track down a heap of bats from Curse City. Nice. So you can imagine how much I paid for those uh, to make bat, oh you made you paid make, a lot to make bat swarms. Oh really? I then, I then sent them to the commission painter to be painted for money. Wow! I then got I then got them back the night before yesterday, <laughs> and guess what's not in the book, Rob? <laughs> <laughs> Would it be bat swarms? Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I need something. I need some sort of swarm in there. Wait, are the rat uh, swarms in there? No rat swarms, no bat swarms. What? Uh, wow. I, I hadn't even really put that together. Because yeah. um, bat swarms were minus one to hit from shooting for units within 12. So I felt like in the current meta, that'd actually be quite a good unit um, to just yeah, yeah. To, to take a couple of. I sort of thought that I had a big brain play there. But Games Workshop's always two steps ahead, mate. <laughs> or three steps behind, <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> what, like, what other war scrolls did you like? What, like, what, like, what did you? What stood out to you? Was there, were there any command traits, artifacts, spells? I, I, like, I, I obviously like the the capacity to to make a model count as the number of wounds. Hmm. So you could take the the centaur, um, or you could take the vampire lord and zombie dragon. And you know, have a 10, 10 model hero or a fourteen model hero um, for counting objectives. I think that that's obviously really, really interesting and strong. Um, you got to feel for the poor, the poor Stonehorn player, so don't you? Like the vampire just sitting there counting his fourteens a bit rough. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like that, um, and I guess the, the it's a there's a real weird thing, right, where the the name characters are only marginally more expensive than the generic version. So it makes it yeah. hard to like sort of assess because I, I like the centaur guy, but I think I would always just take the woman. I think what, what's her name? The, Oh, um, the, the mother of the mother of beasts. Yeah. Uh, like that. if I was going to take one, I think I would take Luca Vi. Yeah. So what, so what is it? So like, talk me, talk me through a war score. What is it you like about Luca Vi? Cause I look at them and I just don't know what their job is at all. Like they don't, mm-hmm. they don't punch a lot. I get that they reduce rend. Like that's their thing. They're like, I'm going to turn oh, off rend. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. Um, or they reduce rend by one, just so everyone's clear. So her spells on an eight, so it's rough, right? But halving charges is amazing. Twelve is a big bubble when you're on a big spa- a big when you're on a big base. Um, but it is frustrating that she's either running and charging, and not using command abilities, or not running and charging. And I, I like, I don't understand the need for that that interaction to occur. That's very slanesh. That's the sort of thing like it costs you something to do something. Um, yeah, I Which like the Which is weird, idea right? Because of... you as a player, like, whereas it's very different in the, like, there's the, 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 that mechanic is very different to what you see in Lumineth, where it's like Lumineth, you have a choice to do something or not do something. And in this, it's like you 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 don't have a choice. Like, you get an option A or an option B, and, and like, sometimes that's going to throw you under the bus. And I think that that's a weird setup in some ways. Yep. Um, uh, but yeah, um, yeah. So it's uh, just the price point, right? She's marginally cheaper. She's down at two eighty five. The the Ren thing is good. The spell is really good. Um, run and charge potentially means she has more speed. Her ability is like plus one to hit for um, monsters. So there's probably better ways of getting buffs to hit and stuff in the army anyway. Um, 
And yeah, I just, I just sort of think if I was choosing between her and the generic one, I probably would just go with her. Although the generic one's got a minus one to wound spell, which is always re- really useful as well. So, really um, I mean, neither, neither of those um, are auto-includes. Neither of those you would, you would go, oh, we, I want to take them out of her. But I think they're, they're definitely playable. Yeah, it's, I, again, yeah, I don't think they're terrible, but they're like, well, like I'm like, wh- I don't know what they're doing inside my list, which I guess your opponent yeah. does the same thing. They're like, why, why are they there? They don't seem like a threat or uh, like yeah. a thing. I guess, um, what like uh, what buff pieces do you, do you really like? Because I think there's some really good oh, ones, right? The corpse carts, obviously, they're standouts, right? The Mortis engine corpse carts seem very cheap for what they're able to do. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people shouted about that Coven Throne ability for plus one to hit, uh, so command ability, so plus one to hit, mm-hmm. plus one, uh, to wound and then plus one save seems like a really strong like run behind a unit of blood knights or something kind of believe but it's three ten points like it's a good scroll caddy i can see it. i can see it where my question about the coven thrones to go back uh, not coven thrones sorry corpse carts super cheap great really easy to get rid of great like i actually i think the corpse cart might be my favorite current buff piece in age of sigma now because it's like it's all the things i want it does some stuff, which is mm-hmm. great. It's cheap, which is great. It's really easy to get rid of, which is great. So, like, me and my opponent can have that conversation. Like, he can put something that really benefits his army, but not loads in his army. It's like, that, you know, whatever. And then I can be like, yep. cool, I've, I've Kairos off that entire unit. Like, we're good. Um, although he's got a six up, so maybe I don't Kairos him off. And, like, and I, I think that, like, I think that's a great buff piece. Like, I think, like, we've rarely seen... Um, something put, done so well, I would argue. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you think. What's it? Six wounds, six up save, six up yep. after save. So it, m- most things are going to kill that, but your opponent has to allocate resources to do it. So it's like if you provide them um, with heaps of choices to make you attacking the corpse card, you're attacking the necro, the vampire lord on foot, are you trying to reduce the size of the zombie unit? You know, all of a sudden... Um, They've, then they've got to start making some decisions and you do still have a little bit of passive healing so it's like if they just do chip damage to a couple of units you might actually get all of that back uh, i would target a corpse cart before i start looking at some of the other stuff like minus one to wound and minus one cast are awesome and then the plus one to cast one is obviously good as well um yeah because i went down me- i went down a different route i initially was like oh, plus one cast plus one save but on reflection <laughs> i'm really loving minus one wound as a mechanic over the other version i don't know about you like which way you sit well saves only on zombies who are save dash so whatever like that's that this is broadly going to be irrelevant isn't it um yeah yeah, i think the debuffing one is better i've got both of them but um i'll probably take the debuffing one in certainly in mixed it's better because it just affects enemy units whereas the buffs only affect soul blight units um and yeah the the plus one to cast if if you're dependent on casting but what are you casting in this army like what what game winning spell is there and even the spell that i used to like which was the plus five move is capped at one use only yeah so you can't go plus 10 move that's really annoying um because that would be a nice way to increase the speed if you're able to to is it pions 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 whatever it is pinions pinions yeah if you double double pinions on one unit that'd be really nice so i guess that's a little debuff as well that, that, that you can't do that double yeah like it, it's actually like like i can definitely understand the frustration in some cases where mm-hmm. like there seems to be a lot that's been nerfed like mm-hmm. or moved around and not for any positive or negative advantage i asked mm-hmm. you a question how do you feel about all the deep striking because it's everywhere I love it. in the that's book. one of my favorite things i okay. love that so much i don't think it's particularly strong but i love the idea of a, an army of you know bats and dogs and whatever it's whoosh turning up um so the vargeist or the var what are they called um yeah vargeist they they can do it um obviously the the legion of night has access to a lot of it manfred teleporting around i think there's some cool builds you could do out of that anything where you're popping up and you're nine away and you don't shoot there's a risk that you just don't do anything and then your opponent moves up four and just charges in Mm. um so yeah it's it's an interesting one um there's limitations around what turn that you you come on by as well so it's not like you know there's that unit of harpies that you can get in daughters of cain um, and they can just pop up like turn four or five, the free one you get from the retreat and charge. 
it's just so strong being able to do it whenever you want. But this is capped. You have to do it in turn one, two, or three. Um, so you can then, if you if your opponent hasn't come down in turns one and two, you can then create situations where it's wasted when they do come down in turn three. Um, so yeah, it, I like it from a deployment perspective and the the way your opponent then has to deploy. But it's not actually that strong. Yeah, like, and but it seems every it's everywhere. They're like. They're like, okay, the army can do it. You're like, sweet. Oh, by the way, this other unit can do it. You're like, okay. And then, like, this war scroll can do it. You're like, okay. Like, I get it. But it's, but <laughs> it's like the, uh, the, the, the six-inch pilot on the zombies. I'm like, mm-hmm. why is that on zombies? Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's, that's a weird, like, yeah. Yeah, that, that, it's really dumb. And that was probably the, the thing with them. It's just like they don't need they don't need to bring models back on a two plus. <laughs> they don't need to do do a six inch pile. It doesn't really make any sense. It's also frustrating that they moved them to only be battle line in soul blight. So they used to just be battle line. You can now get grave guard in generic death as battle line, but you can't get zombies as generic death, which is just dumb. That's very that's very dumb. that's a, that's a very personal complaint that probably no one else on the whole planet cares about. <laughs> Like one of the big death spot. player listening to the podcast at home with his hand in the air. He's like, "Say it louder!" Say, it louder. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, are there any other other things you like? Don't like? Like, um, uh, like I think, yeah. I yeah. don't like the way that they give so many artifacts. This is a general criticism, right? Artifacts okay. and command traits. Ninety percent of them are irrelevant. Just faction lock. Just say you've got this and this. Like Agreed. so many of them are relevant. Like you was reading it and I was like, never going to see, never going to see, never going to see. Like, what's the point? You're just wasting paper. Yeah. And I, I also want to just like, I'm cool with like, look, there's six command traits, like one's plus one wound, one's one plus one save. Like, you know, you can write all your narrative around it, but it's like, just cool. Just copy paste them. Whatever. Like, I'm fine with that. Like, I, I don't mind. Maybe the sixth one, they could be like, go on, Jerry, you've got 15 minutes. Go wild. Think something up. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but they printed so many now, like they printed yeah. so many, and it's just not necessary in a lot of the cases. Because you, you know, we immediately start talking about the one that you, your model counts as uh, the wounds it's worth left yeah. on the objective, mm-hmm. or we talk about the one where you get to activate all of the abilities from the red keep. So you got plus one damage, you got plus one save characteristic. They just stand mm-hmm. out so so broadly. I think one of the other interesting things about this book is how many named characters there are. Like there's a oh, lot yes, of names. nuts. It's yep. loads, loads, um, and the, like that means you kind of, uh, and but also the the other thing. So we got the Daughters of Cain book. Mm-hmm. You've got, you're taking traits, you can cool. This is your command trait. This is your artifact. You're like, okay, we get that. That's what you've been doing for a while. Like you're mm-hmm. in a sub faction. That's your command trait. That's your artifact. And then they're like Grave Lords are like, nope, that's not that's not our system again. We're not doing that anymore. Like like which is <laughs> like, it's <laughs> like what. Mm. <laughs> which is an interesting god what about the cursed city stuff I-, I was wondering if they'd retcon it completely out um like it's really it doesn't fit i, I thought when they did the the war scroll for the box i was like oh maybe um this is just a holdover and then in a few weeks we're gonna see like the itemized orc ogre zombies whatever they do you know what i mean like i was expecting i was expecting to unlock that stuff and having yeah. it still trapped in a choose eight units for 500 points or whatever it is um, feels like a real missed opportunity. It does. But then so do those other two vampires. I think someone in the chat earlier said that the, the other two vampires that we saw, or even Radikar, yep. um, are Cursed City expansions that got repackaged last minute. Like, yep, And I 100%. was like, I mean, that's wild if that's the situation, because like... That's um uh I mean yeah like uh, yeah I think it's I think it's cool so come on bro remember that I was going to come on and talk about the um the warband yeah when that I was supposed to come on and talk about it, but then they never release rules imagine how short that show would have been <laughs> <laughs> there's three guys with one wound each and a, and a shit whoop. <laughs> Oh, Dan Brooke, thanks very much for uh, picking up your honest wargaming dice and objectives. Big love. Um, <laughs> wild. Yeah, it's... But, but there are some standout units. Like, so, I, I mean, the show I did yesterday, what I really tried to do was, like, be constructive with the criticism because, like, you and me, we talked a tiny bit, um, you know, and it wasn't like... I wasn't... I didn't dog it as hard as some elements needed dogging, I think, uh, which was which was important because it isn't as bad as Sanesh. Like, I think that's the important point. I think it's very viable as a book. It's just, just not a really in that... cool fun book. 
Yeah, 100%. I agree. It's just not in that upper echelon. But I think there's some good criticisms. I don't think it's like as fun as it could be either. Like, it doesn't feel very vampiric. Like, um, I, I, yeah, that, that's kind of my takeaway. Um, anything else that stood out to you? Like, or like criticisms, positives, like units you really liked, um, like anything? Nah, we covered it. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna muck around with Manfred and Four Dryers or One Two Punch. See what I can get them to do. That's that's the. Um, as soon as they update War Scroll Builder, I'll be wrapped because they've got these random five point intervals now, and oh, Manfred's yeah. like plus forty. Drives minus five. Um, it. I'll like. I hate when people assume my intent for things. I hate when people do that to me when I post stuff online. Oh, this mm. guy's just doing it because blah blah. I'm just going to do that for the designers. The designers think it will create like an appearance of granularity and depth of thought and like, oh, look at the way we've differentiated this. It, it like um, it's a veneer of accuracy, right? It, it's not. It's just crap random intervals. But whatever. Who cares? Gives me a five-point triumph bid, so that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the boldest five-point triumph bid in all time. I'm at 1995. Then like, I'm on 2000. Like, fucking yes. <laughs> what do you think of it? What do you think? Like, I, I exact. Um, I, I mirror your thoughts. I think. I think okay. it's yeah, really cool. fucking bold to decide to go to five point granular like that's all i think it is <laughs> they're like listen lads like if anything we need to get deeper into this it's like do you like do you really um i mean especially off the back of like the years of experience we've had where we saw eidolons drop by like 10 points for nearly three years and it was the war scroll that we needed to do to get that difference um uh so yeah i just think it's i think it's odd um but i think uh like and it doesn't really to play. It doesn't even play into anything. Even like Aether Wings, as cheap as we've got them, like if they were like forty-five, not forty, like, like what does it matter? Like the efficacy of units is not based on like a five-point swing. It's really to do with a bunch of other stuff. So yeah, like I'm not too stressed by it. Like, like, but it's if do you know what I'm full of rage against it because it makes maths harder. <laughs> Like there sure. we go. Like that's that's it's, where I'll be. It's yeah. just annoying for list building at the moment because the direwolves are a five point interval as well. So, yeah. Yeah, and I have to keep. I have to be like, oh, they're one. They're one thirty five. No, what are they? Are they one thirty five? The direwolves. Yeah. So I yeah, have to be yeah, like for that's, ten. Though. Yeah, that's two seventy. Okay. Like I have to do they used that to little... be one forty for ten, right? So it's like, oh, we've dropped them a whole five points. Okay, cool. <laughs> They've also they've given them plus one to wound, plus one to hit and wound on the charge, whereas previously they just had plus one to wound. So they got a nice little buff. I like I like direwolves just generally. But they took away the buff. The cor- the corpse guard used to give them plus one save, and it doesn't do yeah. that anymore. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was good because yeah, I think at one cool. point there was, uh, there was a corpse cart like wolf army that no one really played. Yeah. Okay. All right. Have you got any? Uh, what's the plans for? Uh, talk to me about this lab. What's the? What are the plans? How's that going? Are you enjoying I've, yourself? I yeah, I'm really liking it, mate. Um, I'm trying not to engage with the patronage though because there's just some you know some interesting interesting takes out there isn't there um i've got another one done and i just haven't had the courage to upload it so i played a tournament last week and my third round opponent cheated and i talk about it um to you know with some detail in the episode and i just i'm trying to curate that space like i don't swear over there i try and make it thoughtful um and I'm just, yeah, curious about how I'm going to edit that because I don't, you know, I don't want to slander a person, but equally the person cheated. And I think we're doing the community a disservice if we don't talk about that stuff openly um, and if we don't, um, you know, address it and stop it. Um, and I feel so that I'm just, I'm, I'm at a bit of an impasse in how do I actually upload that one without it? Because it should be about I had a fantastic week, a uh, fantastic weekend at a really well-run tournament um, where a lot of the people um, – you know, had a really, really good time, myself included. It shouldn't be about that person, but ultimately people focus in on the negative and they, you know, they focus in on the controversy. So I don't want it to be about a gate. So I'm just, I'm in a, a an interesting design space there, how I, how I sort of release it. I, I mirror your thoughts uh, in, in that for years in some situations, like me, yeah. Nick, Tom, Nathan, like we've been to an event, someone's not played right, not played fair. We've done coverage where people yeah. have cheated like and you know and and yeah. actually i've generally uh aired on the side of not voicing that um mm-hmm. and that's not because of any other let me let me be really honest and upfront as to why in some situations 
I didn't want to have the fight with all their sycophants. Was sure. normally was yeah. was normally was normally yep. the follow up. Uh, it just yep. didn't see as a positive. Can I, can I just quickly anecdotally tell you a story as to something that occurred to yeah, me once? Please. When I, I was, I was yeah, a yeah. nightclub promoter. Yeah, fuck off, everyone. Yeah, I've said this before. That's fine. <laughs> and I did karate. <laughs> tell the second part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Anyway, so I'm so I so I'm in the club and a guy hits a girl. Yeah, a guy who I know quite well. And I'm like, mm-hmm. cool. Out you go. And then I had to have a conversation with myself. I was very young at the point. I was like, what, 23? And, I, and like, it's a, it's quite a lot to like, like, yeah, I'm not a soldier. But it's like, for me, it was a lot to like, what do I do? So I was like, look, the next time he came the next week, I was like, look, last week you did this thing that was out of order. That's your one chance. Because I think, I don't think there's any real justification, of course. But like, who knows what the real situation is? And as a doorman early on in my life, I was always had to be like, you, when you run in, someone gave me some good advice. When you run into a situation, you genuinely don't know what's happened. Yeah, maybe one guy's being aggressive, but maybe the other guy did something first. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. But then the next week he did it again. Um, and so I was like, cool, you're banned permanently. And then for years, because, you know, local communities are fairly like, yeah, you know, yeah. interlinked. His mates would like swear about me, say horrible things about me and all these other things. And I was like, he hit a girl. Not one girl, multiple girls. Yeah. 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 And... Like sometimes when you when you throw out that kind of like this person's been inappropriate, this person's done something wrong, like that happens. It just doesn't go down well, which for people like yourself, people like me, like it just doesn't like it, that doesn't really mirror with where we w- think the world should work or we, how we expect mm-hmm. the world to work. And that's mm-hmm. really problematic because like, what the fuck do you do? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like if you put that up, his him, his friends, who knows mm-hmm. like how that goes. And it's awful. Like, yep. um, but then similarly, him cheating you is awful. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And I, Not and I just think... me. I think multiple opponents over this event and previous events. If it was an isolated incident, I probably would just, um, I, I probably would just skirt past it. But this is repetitive behaviour um, over four events now. Warnings at each event. Um, the, the same thing over and over again. And this one wasn't like a, um, a you know. Um, like previously like picked up misses and said they were hits and stuff this was like manipulating a dice so that oh. it was a different result in a game that he was going to win anyway do you know what i mean like that to me is it's 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 now coming to a point where it's like oh ho- hold on like this behavior needs to be stamped out yeah and sometimes also i wonder like do you feel like why is it got to be me who has to be the one who says it like that's all because you, oh, like you yeah, say i don't I don't like conflict generally, um, mm. and I I just said to this person specifically, I just said, "Dude, you're cheating! Like you're a cheater. This is not the first time you're cheating." <laughs> so it's like I said it directly. I'm not going to say anything. I'll never say anything on the YouTube that I wouldn't say to someone's face. Um, so you know, nothing in there is yeah. Yeah, and, Did, and, and, anyway, and that's the, that's the conundrum I face at the moment. How how much of that information I relay, and you know how I how I sort of do that. But the rest of it, you were enjoying, right? That's the problem. I had the like, best weekend. Uh, it did not affect my overall enjoyment of the weekend. It meant I had two bad hours. It didn't mean I had two bad days. There's a huge difference. Huge, huge. Yeah. And I think that's one of the takeaways, right? Because when someone listens to that, I think what they'll end up doing is taking away a huge portion of that. So I can understand as a content creator. Like like yesterday when I was talking about the Gravelord stuff, like which isn't quite the same, but I'm like, there's bits of it was this like. There was like so many people in the chat. There was all these names I didn't know. Like it's just you know it's the big big interest. Yeah, but like, but I'm like, this is fun. Like, there's stuff in this good, but it's also not very good in some ways. Like, it's like it's not very good. Like, and you have to really be clear about that. And there was some fucking chud in the YouTube comments. Not the thugs. <laughs> the thugs are great. Yeah, all you thugs are great. But there was some chud who was like, yeah, some Twitch hot takes. I was like, who the fuck are you, Mike or whatever his fucking name was? I was like, I've never heard of you. Like, who are you in the fucking world of Warhammer? Like, no one. Like, I don't care about your opinion. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a tough one. I love talking to this about you. I'm so glad you're making content as well because we get to kind of go on this journey together sometimes and explain. Like, you get to kind of have this. So, uh, you're a wonderful person. Um, Rob's been guys... really generous there. What he actually means is he tells me how to turn the volume up on my <laughs> mic, which is you just twist that knob. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> right but anyway uh sam if you guys want to listen to sam you can go and check him out on uh, aos list lab um uh, and go and listen to that and it's going really well you've got a thousand subscribers now so you gotta be happy with that like, yeah let's go awesome. um, any shout any shout outs you want to do before we head out today um yeah look i'll shout out um 
Jason Brown, who ran the team tournament on the weekend because it was awesome fun. He did a great job. It was his first time running a tournament. Um, so anyone that puts their hand up and puts in the effort deserves a pat on the back um, and, and credit for that. And I'll shout out Will Knight, who's running an event at um, my club next weekend. Um, regrettably, I won't be won't be attending that one. We've got some family stuff going on. But, um, yeah, good luck for the event, and I hope it's a, a massive success. Um, and I understand Games Workshop are going to put their hand in their incredibly deep pockets um, and, and give him some stuff for that, so that's really cool. Are they? Yeah, I think, Rob, we might be at a, a point in the year where they've got budget because we're a 30 June financial year. I think they've right. got budget that needs to go out the door. So <laughs> if you want freebies, <laughs> this is the time to ask. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing like, I, I don't think you've probably never worked in corporate right but in corporate in may and june you literally just can get lunches every other day because if you don't spend your catering budget the next year guess what finance do oh you don't need that money yeah exactly right, so right. eat like eat like a king in june <laughs> <laughs> i remember that like, that's what yeah. you bulk up that's bulk up season exactly. all right exactly. yeah. yeah for all the corporations that are knocking the door down to hire me i can't wait <laughs> <laughs> Right, uh, I put I put a raid up in the chat for everyone uh, for people to go and hang out and, and see someone else. Uh, thanks, Sam, for being on the show. It's very much okay. appreciated. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Obviously, I'll be live again. What day are we on? Friday. I'll be live again tomorrow um, with, who knows, something fun. Um, and it's going to be really good. So thanks for tuning in. You're all wonderful people. Uh, talk to you soon. Have a nice day. <laughs>